Hi there to all of our listeners. This is Rick Morgan, tech reporter with Seattle Inno and the Business Journal. We have a special podcast today where we sit down with Lean Kawas, former Athera CEO and current partner at Propel Biopartners, a life sciences-focused investment firm. Lean spent about 10 years building Athera, a biotech formerly known as M3 Biotechnology, from a small company to one that went public in 2020. The biotech is focused on Alzheimer's and Parkinson's dementia. I think it's fair to say Lean was the face of Athera and a rising star in the biotech sector. Last year, however, allegations of altered images from Lean's doctoral work at Washington State University resurfaced. And even though the research team had addressed those issues in 2015, Athera nonetheless placed Lean on leave in June of last year before she had to resign in October of last year. It was certainly a tumultuous ride for both the biotech and for Lean, and although a lot has been written about the decision and the company's direction post-Lean, she hasn't had much of a chance to tell her side of the story. So what follows is my conversation with Lean in early, early November of 2022 about what happened last year, her journey with Athera, and her new chapter. You can also hear our photographer, Anthony Vellante, at points in the conversation. It was a very insightful chat, so I hope you enjoy it. I guess to start, my, my first question is just about Propel, like how are things going and sort of what's new over there? Uh, you know, it's very exciting for me to have the opportunity to start Propel because I always wanted to um, have a bigger impact on our industry as well as the diversity, diversity aspect uh-huh. of leadership in our industry. Um, so things have been going really well. Uh, we've been making investments in companies, uh, a lot of great founders that are out there uh, and innovations. Um, what's great for me is I'm, you know, it's meeting a lot of smart people, uh, but also learning about uh, significant advancements in our industry. So, you know, I'm enjoying this amazing opportunity, which I do believe that with the partners that I have and the mission that we have, that we're going to have a significant impact on the life science industry, um, as well as uh, supporting really unique talent that are advancing amazing technologies. Um, you mentioned earlier kind of having a, a broader impact through this investing firm. I, I was hoping you could maybe expand on that a little bit more. Like what made you decide to get into investing after uh, resigning at Athera? I mean, what was that sort of um, process like and why did you decide to get into um, sort of the other side of the fence with the investing firm? Um, you know, I thought it would be different. So initially I took me t- a little bit, you know, five days to think about it. And when Rick reached out to me, um, he actually called me immediately after the announcement that I resigned Athera and he's like, what are you going to do next? Uh, I would love to do something with you. I had my next company. I told him I have another company. He's like, I don't think so. I think we're going to start a fund together. And that's like within, I'm not joking, 30 minutes from the announcement. Uh, I remember walking down telling my husband, I think there's a new opportunity. And I'm like, was surprised. Um, and Rick said, come down to LA and we're going to decide either we're going to do the company or the fund. Two hours into the meeting, I was convinced that the fund is the right thing for me to do in the next phase. Um, because I've, you know, I've started a theater with a single person, uh, and, uh, it's my first company. I went through a lot, uh, and I took it public. I have products that I worked on that currently are at late stage clinical development. 
uh, I remember the first NDA that I read took me like five hours. Now it's like 20 seconds. And it's how can we, how can I have a bigger impact is by helping other entrepreneurs, you know, enabling innovators to believe in their mission and their vision. And it's more important than having ideas is executing on these ideas and delivering therapies to patients technologies that can help us as human beings live a better life. Uh, and he kind of convinced me, he's like, you've done it once with Athera, you can have 20, 30 companies under you that you can propel their mission and really have a much bigger impact. As soon as he said that, I was like, you know what, Rick, you're right. Uh, I could help a lot of people. I went through amazing successes. I went through, you know, as a founder, starting with a single person, you get through everything, you do everything, and it's like, how can we help? I don't want to say next generation because I'm still young. I believe I'm still young. <laughs> but helping the, the entrepreneurs to get to the next phase with uniqueness. Because we can talk more about this, but we've done things differently at Athera, mm -hmm. and I think that was the magic that we had and why we were so successful. Mm -hmm. We had different operational models. Uh, we had extreme focus on patients. And I don't want to just say patient centricity. We truly started with the patients. And those are the type of companies that we want to support, that there's a very clear mission towards how can we serve the patients? How can mm -hmm. we increase access? Mm -hmm. How can we improve human health? So instead of doing it with one company, you know, how can we found, find these unique technologies with ama amazing entrepreneurs to help them get to the next phase? So you resign at Athera. Within 30 minutes, Rick Kane's on the phone with you telling you, what do you want to do next? I want to work with you. And then you're down there and you're in a meeting with Rick. Can you kind of walk me through, what was that meeting like? What did you guys talk about? And, and sort of maybe just walk me through that from start to finish in terms of you resigned at Athera, all of a sudden you're leading a, an investing firm. Um, I had a lot of people calling me up. Uh, after you resigned. After I resigned. Uh, I actually got two other job offers to be uh -huh. a CEO of a company uh, to take them public. Uh, and of course, with the market conditions and everything, it was a much clearer opportunity. You know, the, the impact as well as the timing is just unique. So I, uh, we just talked, you know, he's, I told him, we have to talk about it. Are you in, are you in the US? He's mm -hmm. all over the world. He's like, yeah, I'm in the US next Friday in LA. Can you come down and see me? And I said, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I guess I have nothing to, I, I had a baby at that point. He is like, <laughs> yeah. I think a month old, but our two months, but you know, it's, it's an opportunity to discuss what's next with Rick Kane. Yeah. Uh, so I went down and I was greeted by his wife who she is like amazing Suzanne. Uh, and I was wearing one of the, like, uh, I think it was intentional. I, I, Jenny Kane, she has a line of women's clothing professionals. So uh -huh. I had it on. He didn't recognize it, but Suzanne did. Uh -huh. And uh, we sat in his, uh, one of his rooms in his house. I don't know what he calls it, but this is typically where he meets for business. Uh -huh. And we sat across from each other. Uh, and the first thing he said is like, I don't agree with everything that happened, but let's talk about the future. Sure. And I said, okay, explain to me, like, what are you thinking about? And then I started, like, my typical self, I ask and try to find, like, holes 
and everything. I spent like an hour just asking him a question and then towards the first hour, he's like, stop quizzing me because I'm <laughs> thinking about this, these things on the fly. We're yeah, gonna figure yeah. it out together. And and then it's like, okay, like I guess I need to understand more before I take the job. He's like, you're not taking a job, you're a partner. So that was very interesting for me. It's like, oh, okay. Once he's, you know, also said that it's a partner, it's a very different, I recognize, you know, coming out of Athera and with everything that I've done is now I'm a very different level, if that makes sense. Someone mm-hmm. like Greg Kane, he's like, you're not working for me. You're partnering with me on this next thing. It just like was very, it's at that point when I realized, okay, now I'm my professional status has changed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then after he said this thing, he got a call, he left. I called Carol Kreiner, who was one of my dear uh, advisors. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy, like, cow. I think, I used a different word, but like, <laughs> I think, sure. like, uh, Rick Kane wants me to be his partner. And she's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in his living room. And she's like, this is insane, Lean. Like, she's got, like, why are you calling me? Go back to the meeting. Like, yeah. I'm the last person, but she's like, she's one of the role models. I think she's a very strong uh, woman leader that I've learned a lot from her. So it's like, just like close the deal right now. Don't come back to Seattle unless this is amazing. Like, are you sure I want to start another company? And it's like, listen to him. He knows what he's doing. You're going to have an amazing impact. Try to close the deal. Then I, you know, I went back. I pretended that I'm super cool and like, I'm the best <laughs> talent out there. And uh, he's like, then he mentioned one thing. He's like, now there is significant turmoil in the markets. Life science is going down. Valuations is going down. So it started with the public markets. This is going to happen very soon to the private markets. And Mm. you can help a lot of people. He recognized that early. Yeah. He's like, it's going to happen. And he said, when I see this opportunity, I mean, the good thing that happened for Athera is like, I, I, I wanted you to stay at Athera, but now I have the right talent to partner with me that really understand life science and biotech and can increase the probability of success. You know, you can help give support where needed to entrepreneurs if they need it, if that makes sense. And plus my industry connection is amazing. Uh, and I have to say, like, I, I love the US because, after, you know, when you, when you leave Athera the way that I left it, uh, it's an amazing growth experience, but I found so many people calling me up. How can we, what are you doing next? We want to work with you. So I, we formed this amazing advisory, operational advisory board that is also helping our companies, helping us with our investment strategies. So I would say it's like, I felt I'm in a movie with this whole thing, but it's, uh, this is why this country is amazing. It's, uh, Right on yeah. the horse saddle. Is that what you say? I'm learning like new things. <laughs> yeah, too. I think so. Right on the yeah, horse yeah. saddle. Mm-hmm. What was the uh, what was the outfit that his wife recognized? Do you remember? It was a fancy. It's probably the most expensive piece that I have. Fancy, yeah. uh, cash cashmere. Is cashmere, that yeah. Like, Business suit top. No, oh. I wasn't business. No, like, okay. it's LA. You have to be very thoughtful about oh, okay, it. Gotcha. So it's like, yeah, it's a cashmere, because it was uh, October. Okay. It was a little bit cool, so I could wear this cashmere with it. I had a business casual look. 
Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. And the, you said the, the, the meeting itself was in his, his home office kind of area? It's in home, his actual home. Yeah, yeah, in his home, but yeah. he, where he sort of meets for, for business type things. Business, I think so. I've always, I've, I only know this What was the room, room like? <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. Like it was, uh, his wife has an amazing taste. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. I don't know. It's not over, like it's, there's, they're not trying to over, sure. like, uh, gaudy, but it's, it's not gaudy or anything. No, 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 not like uh, overdone. It's beautiful house, uh, homey. That's yeah. the nice thing. It's like it has a very strong, homey feel, uh-huh. and uh, very elegant yeah. and clean. And he, they have a large white paint painting. I'm uh-huh. sure from a super famous uh, artist. It was so beautiful. I kept looking at it when I was talking, thinking about questions with Drake. Just um, a white painting. Like, what just a white, like? like huge white painting. Mm-hmm. I should have asked him about the name. Of it's it. okay. Like That's I could, right. I could ask him and let you know. I'm scared. Later, <laughs> it's 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 just a nice, well thought design. His wife, I think, has a very nice touch. Did you guys celebrate afterwards with uh, dinner or anything or? Oh no, I had to come back. I had a two uh, months. Okay. So I was no like after or... no champagne. I I took like two later flights from my original plan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chatted longer. But it, it went longer, but I had to go back. I was still, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, the kids and stuff. Um, let's take a, a step back and going back to M3 and Ethera. Uh, you obviously mentioned that you pretty much started it. I mean, it was bare bones when you started. It was you and Harding, and, and that was pretty much it at yeah, the time, yeah, right? Maybe yeah. it was kind of still involved. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it was pretty still kind of getting the wheels turning. What were those early days like? I mean, what was it like growing the company into what it became? Uh, so I could tell you the experience about uh, how I ended up at M3. So sure. I come from, I'm from Jordan originally. Yeah. I moved to the U.S. and I had no idea about what entrepreneurship is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's very important for, that's another thing that I want to, um, through the mission that we have in Propel, there's something unique in the U.S. with the, which is entrepreneurship and innovation. So when... Joe Harding in his office said, I had a job in uh, University of Pittsburgh. I was going to go to that job. And then Joe said, uh, no, I want you to stay. We are starting this company. Can you help us with the company? I said, mm-hmm. I have a job, stable job. I have, I had my Excel sheet, right? Yeah, about yeah. Where I'm going to do, like where I'm going to end up, when I'm going to yeah, have yeah. my first child, where I'm going to get married, nothing like that. Nothing happened in that milestone, like timeline. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm super oriented. Anyone who works with me understand that I need a Gantt chart. So I had a Gantt chart for my life. Huh. And uh, Joe was like, no, you have to stay. <coughs> I don't see you as someone that just go through the normal uh, academia, sort of academia timeline, timeline yeah. or any type of normal job, like going into industry. You need to do something unique. Uh-huh. So I emailed the people in Pittsburgh and I said, I have this opportunity of starting a company or going and working with you. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys recommend? And he, they said, uh, start start the company. If it doesn't work out in a year, come back. You'll gain a okay. lot of experiences that it'll be helpful for us. <coughs> I still remember like the email. Um, this only, also this type of response only here in the US, right? Yeah. I'm telling them and there's like, no, stay, gain the entrepreneurial experiences and come back and I'm sure you'll be helpful for us with this added experience. And if not, it's going to be the best decision you've made 
in your life. And I think it's one of the best decisions I've made. Um, so I went back to Joe, so excited. Okay, I, I guess I'll take my off, like one break. I've never taken a, a day off since I was 16. Hmm. And uh, I was like, I guess this is my gap year. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm huh. <laughs> start a company, whatever. And then it was one of the most, like, busiest years like ever like I'm yeah. I, like five back, you were backpacking I wasn't right? like I was like <laughs> I I realized after that year is like I did not know what I was talking about and Joe Harding didn't know what it's like to start a company because it's a lot of work sure but the more that I got into it uh and the drivers the mission right like it's so amazing like imagine every day you wake up and you have this potential impact on human health so that was you know I talked to a lot of people uh and I think one thing is that it was very important for me is to find people who have uh, experience, but also still uh, have a growth mindset, mm-hmm. right? Whomever is going to join my team, the most important part, whether they're advisors, whether they're on the original core team, the growth, the growth mindset is very important. Uh, so I found like an amazing group of advisors, uh, that had an had significant experience but were open to thinking differently and grow with the experience um yeah and i remember you know the first uh check uh i took a picture it was so amazing going and like Mm -hmm. uh depositing your i I deposited in the chase bank on uh, close to the university university of Mm -hmm. washington yeah uh and you know it, it, the whole thing is just magical and i think every entrepreneur and m3 almost died i don't know how many two or three times like we were like <laughs> and it's like but you don't it doesn't phase you because you know that if it works it could have a big impact yeah and i wanted to do things differently so one thing that anyone who works with me also knows that they shouldn't say it it's industry standards I appreciate if it's industry standard and if it's working, great, don't change it. But I'm, I'm sure everything requires optimization and continued growth. So uh, especially in Alzheimer's drug development, we haven't had a success for a very long time. So if you come and you say it's industry standard with something that didn't work for almost 20 years, no, we need to think outside of the box. We need to do things differently. So. Yeah, it's magical, Rick. I, other than that, like I don't want to sound like too whimsical, but it's uh, it is a very unique thing to mm-hmm. be an entrepreneur and develop technologies that can help people. So then, so correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the impression I always got was that Joe Harding was kind of the, you know, he'd been building this technology through Absolutely. his lab for decades Our and decade. then it hadn't really gotten anywhere until you sort of took control and not took control, but were kind of tasked with being the CEO and the business side of things. And my understanding is that your sort of moxie is what supercharged it into actually becoming a company instead of just a cool technology that he had been developing, right? I mean, absolutely. And no, what was it? And so, so if so, and if so, like, how did it must have taken a lot of knocking on doors and kind of beating the pavement? I mean, what was that like? For before I joined, or no, once you joined, I mean, because it was your your job was basically to turn it into what it became. You know what I mean? And that can have been easy. It's not easy. No, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. That it's it's not easy. It's understated, but. Yeah, sure. uh, I would say that Joe Harding was uh, 
for an academic, he had a vision that he always wanted to develop technologies that could have an impact. Mm -hmm. I, I think he didn't understand the business side of things and he acknowledged it. Yeah. Uh, and um, I mean, he's been a professor for like 40 years. So I yes, mean, obviously. Yeah. So, but he, I mean, the, the nice thing about Joe, he knows what he knows. And exactly. He, yeah. And he knows what he doesn't know. So yeah, he was a great professor. I think he impacted a lot of successful people. For sure. There. Definitely. Uh, and um, it was hard. I remember, uh, you know, I remember I was traveling so much uh, that I I didn't. Sometimes I would wake up. I was like, where am I? Like, which <laughs> yeah. city? And like, uh, and it takes a lot of grit, a lot of resilience. Uh, you know, after my first uh, child, I went back to the office within a week. Wow. Uh, and I didn't. Wow. I took my. It's this is a funny story. That was about four and a half years ago, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And and when I got married, uh, the morning of our wedding day, uh, I had a 4 a.m. call with manufacturing in India, and my husband was like, "If you take the call, we're done." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, like, sure, I'm not gonna take it." I took it. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't like confess until. He's not supposed to see you anyway. Who cares? I know. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I took it. So it's like it takes. It is my like Athira is my first baby, sure, so, yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, hard work, um, but it takes a specific type of commitment mm -hmm. and personality, and um, also the other thing that I tell any new entrepreneur is rejection is very very normal. It's typically not about you. It's typically about other factors. And that's another thing that I think entrepreneurs are great in like dating because you get rejected so much <laughs> that you like it's okay like I don't <laughs> it doesn't phase you when someone is, says no um, and that's something I put an effort right now in the capacity of being an investor and a uh, managing partner in a fund is to really spend time to tell entrepreneur why it's not the right investment opportunity for us. Uh, because I know how hard it is, and I just want to make sure that entrepreneurs then take, don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. You have to learn it to learn very quickly that when someone is not able to help you or someone is not able to invest in you, it's most of the time not about the entrepreneur, especially like really unique entrepreneurs. And a lot of the people that say, I don't hear no, I just hear maybe or not now, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's that's the right attitude for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Did you ever tell your husband about the call? I did. <laughs> in our honeymoon. In our honeymoon. Okay. And when we were in an island, so he was stuck. It was like too late. So yeah, I gotcha. did. What island? Uh, Maldives. We got oh. married in Jordan. Yeah. So Maldives are very close. Yeah. At that point, he was stuck. So he was stuck. No, <laughs> no way out. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, a lot has been sort of said and written about the sort of um, the tough way that you had to leave Athira. Um, I guess kind of like what's your side of that story um, you know we'd like to hear from you as to like what actually happened and sort of what's what would you like people to know about that situation uh, first of all I want like I care deeply about Athera it's like my work for 10 years mm -hmm. and it, we've developed technologies that could have amazing impact on human health that's the main thing right yeah. I started it because I, I'm impacted personally with Alzheimer's like not me but my grandmother passed away with Alzheimer's. Oh, sorry. So it's, uh, it's a personal mission. Sure. I care deeply about Athera. Um, it's already public, but you know, this topic came up uh, in 2015 when Joe Harding, my PhD advisor, was on, on the board as well. 
and you know I think the most ethical thing and the highest integrity is like at that point I directly said yes uh, I understand now that it's not okay to, the images the images yeah. that it's uh, okay I understand that it's not okay what can I do because the underlying science is not impacted was it just uh, that you enhanced them I mean was that it yeah, improved the images so they're okay. similar to the quantitative data. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like aesthetics. And I didn't, like, I. you have to understand that I was a student. And mm-hmm. I think students are allowed to do mistakes and learn from them and grow. Uh, and in 2015, the board were aware of it. And uh, I acknowledged it. How can we handle it? And I think Joe Harding handled it in a scientific way. Mm-hmm. He had other people repeat the experiments which confirmed the underlying science that is very important for a theater also uh, and also the science was replicated in a theater multiple times the key experiments were multi- uh, replicated in a theater multiple times so i you know when this whole thing happened uh i acknowledged that it's uh, you know a theater is a public company i had a very close relationship with tachi and i understood that you know as a public company they needed to do something i trusted the process um, and, um, you know, the outcome was out of my control, uh, but nothing changed. There is no new information between mm-hmm. 2015 and, uh, uh, 2020, uh, key experiments has been multi- multiplic- you know, replicated multiple times, and uh, I'm still, I deeply, deeply care about a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's my work. Those are like therapies that can have a big impact on humans. So I'm, you know, the it was immaterial in 2015, uh, and the science has been replicated, uh, and you know, I am. I was sad that I left Athena, but I'm also very excited because I think the silver lining right now is I have a, I've learned so much, including the last experience was an amazing growth experience that I'm going to help entrepreneurs uh, continue to grow their companies and, and avoid similar situations right now, especially that I'm going to, we're taking active mm-hmm. positions with our companies and being on the board. So in 2015, this all got brought up. I remember reading about that. Joe wrote that in his his post defending you, um, saying that this has all been, we already brought this up. We made the corrections. We replicated the experiments. Do you know why it came up again in 2021? I mean, why did it resurface six years later? You know, I don't worry about things that I can't control. Uh, It came up uh, and it's over right now. And... uh, Athena is my first child that I sent <laughs> off to college, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh-huh. I, I I really don't like to spend energy on things that I can't control. Can't control. It was what was I mean? It must have been really hard, obviously, going through that. I mean, what was it like, kind of finding out that that they were going to look into this and that it was going to jeopardize your position at Athena? I mean, you had a new baby on the way. I mean, what was that? Must have been an incredibly hard summer. I mean, what was that like? Uh. It was hard, but I think like hardship makes people. Uh, I trusted the process. Uh, you know, I, I was comforted that you know in 2015 this came up and it was immaterial. Uh, but I made myself available because for me at that point I put Athera first. 
because of the impact on the patients. We had clinical trials. I wanted this to get done as soon as possible so the trials are not impacted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my mindset towards prioritizing the work and the potential of the work has not changed. Uh, and uh, it was hard, but hardship makes people. And yeah. the, on the other side is I've experienced significant growth and uh, you know I I also like was reminded in that period that women are superheroes you know you have a child and you make life and you survive that like pretty tough experience yeah. uh, it was amazing I think that I experienced these two like that when I had my baby I was like if if we, if I can do this I can overcome anything and it's true right um, so yeah, I mean, it happened, mm-hmm. but it wasn't at that point. It was not something that I could have controlled. Uh, yeah. When when was your child born? Uh, August 2nd. Okay, wow. So, yeah, because they, they initially announced that you would be <clears throat> taking the temporary leave, I believe it was June, and then you officially resigned in October, so it happened right in the middle of that. I mean, that must have, that was yeah, yeah. all, all uh-huh. kind of at once there, huh? Mm-hmm. What was, I mean, were you talking with your husband about this? I mean, kind of how did you, how did you handle what was happening and sort of make a plan for the future? So the first thing that I did is I told my husband, you know, like, uh, the most important thing is, uh, us and the family and, you know, I want Athira to be successful because it's my success, you know? Um, and, uh, I told him there's a silver lining that we cannot see today. Sure. But it's gonna happen, like it's gonna appear. I think it was also, cause he's not, he, he couldn't understand a lot of the things that were happening. But I told him, you know, uh, we should just talk, make sure that we have very clear communication. And if you have any questions, let me know. But the, there's a silver lining that we cannot see. And I think the silver lining is Propel uh, and this new mm-hmm. opportunity. Um, I also needed to focus on uh, my health and my child's health so mm-hmm. i i had to have that resilience and i actually i'm a really good i feel pregnancy uh reminds you how strong you are uh and uh you know it's interesting i'm trying to think about uh specifics one thing that i want to tell everyone i think anyone that goes through any type of uh, uh crisis or career crisis is for them to be very smart about it. I was very smart about it. I working out exercise is very, very important. Uh, knowing who you are is very, very, I knew who I was like all of this, like stuff that were out there. It's not me. Right. I knew who I was and all of the work um, that I've done and the success that I achieved. Um, and lastly is I got, a. Uh, therapist career specialized in career crisis I shout out for her she kind of explained everything to me she's done this and mental health is very very important right I the other thing that I told my husband is I you know I might not go back to Athira but what I want to make sure that I don't end up with is long-term depression or situational it's fine we all go through it Uh, so that was you know I was very smart right I got a person who is specialized in this that can help me break it down. Uh, and I'm very confident of who I am. 
and what I reminding myself of that and you know having a baby was hard but also a blessing at this time I actually called him a name in Arabic that translates into a blessing uh, and uh, exercise and I was remind reading also was something that was very helpful and connecting with your real connection like there are people in your life reconnecting with family reconnecting with friends reconnecting with co colleagues that you really trust was very helpful so i this is something for the general if you go through a very tough time go back step back and do very pragmatic decisions to make sure that you grow as a person and you know not drag this with you for the rest of your life when i look back at athira i feel so happy right I, first time entrepreneur took a company public was the first woman in 20 years to take a company public in washington it's amazing mm -hmm. and within 30 minutes after <laughs> resigning or leaving athira i got the next opportunity it's pretty amazing yeah. you don't see the whole much resentment and part of that i'm sure is because of how good things have gone since obviously but uh first of all do you have any like bitterness towards Athera for what happened? I mean, what were those conversations like? Are you still in touch with the company? I mean, what's the relationship like there? Uh, you know, I, I, my style, anyone who knows me, I don't get stuck. I move forward, okay? When I look back at Athera, I remember the good days. Like, we had so much fun and we've made, we've developed things differently in so many ways. Uh, so if I look back and I kind of like trivialize the whole experience with one event, it's kind of like sad, right? I, I, yeah. And for me, it's like it happened. Great. What can I take from it? I learned so much about corporate America, about law, <laughs> about even right now, having all of these experiences as an investor is an amazing tool. Right. Mm. I learned about people also, about boards, about, you know, how to hire smartly uh, and all of these learnings. You know, it's an unfortunate way to learn, but you know, I've learned so much uh, and I grew as a person. My relationship with my husband has not been better, right? Mm. It kind of like brought us together. Uh, and I think what's important for me at Athera is that we've done so much and I hope that the company would continue to have the same level of focus that we had when I was there about the patients, the clinical trials, the highest quality possible of uh, running the clinical trials and not fall under the pressure of Wall Street, do the right thing for the patients, do the right thing for the programs. Uh, and hopefully it'll be a big success because what's important for me is for these treatments to get to patients. And, and, and you know, you probably, you guys might know some of this, but there are a lot of drugs that fail because of uh, poor uh, conduct of clinical trials. So, mm -hmm. and we set, you know, we set a lot of high standards. So my hope is for them to continue with the same uh, operational standard. Yeah. I I wished that there was a formal, orderly transition because I was the type of see I'm still in Propel. I'm never the person that is on a pedestal. I'm there on the ground with my team fighting the fight. Um, but yeah, I, resentment is a waste of energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, now that you've talked about uh, Athera's clinical trials or sort of their, their work, um, my understanding of the most recent clinical trials has been uh, 
the, the drug, uh, ATH 1017, I believe is what it is, um, has been, was proven to be not quite as successful in conjunction with other therapies, but was seemed to have an impact for people who weren't using other therapies. Uh, and my take on that uh, was that it could be a good drug for people who can't take other types of medications or, or things like that. I was curious, but you're, you know, since you're the expert, what was your take on the ATH 1017 uh, clinical phase two clinical trials that came out recently? I mean, you, you got it. Uh, you, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it's important. I like how you phrased it. Is it didn't have at least from the initial look, it had the strongest effect in the patient population that uh, are on no other treatment. They mm-hmm. call they, the company calls them call this group monotherapy. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's not working on other uh, patient population. And um, that's why there need to be uh, more analysis. I don't have access to all of the data, obviously, right now. You should start charging Ethereum to write their press release. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing about the, the whole Ethereum episode, I mean, we all found out that you were leaving through the press release. Um, I, I'm sure you found out some other way. I mean, when did you find out that you were like actually going to be resigning officially and kind of like... You talked about what happened immediately afterwards, which was very positive for you. But like, how did you how did you find out that you were leaving? Uh, <laughs> from my lawyers, <laughs> it's very it's like very it's a very interesting it's yeah. like process. But like, uh, yeah, from from my lawyers. What was going through your head at that point? I mean, uh, you know, I was uh, I was relieved that it came to an end. Mm. Uh, Just have it over with. Yeah, I mean, uh, four months is a long period of time, yeah, of especially for someone like me. Like, I need something to keep going. Like, it took me 30 minutes for the next opportunity. You can understand. Yeah. Uh, so, definitely relief. Uh, and, you know, I sent a note that pe- please work as hard as possible because to we want Ethereum to place. the Ethereum, like, yeah. that make it, make it a success. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I was also like, like, I wanted to talk to people. Like I'm a very social, uh, self-made extrovert. I was, <laughs> initially, I was an introvert, but after I started this whole thing, sure, yeah. it was like, it's hard I, to get checked as an introvert. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, you know, there's other emotions that we can discuss later in the future. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly relieved, I would say. And like, yeah. okay, what do I do next? Uh, and I was hoping, you know, the one thing is that I hoped from the company is that they were more open to feedback from me because I was in the thick of it uh, around the design of the clinical trials, including the latest announcement for mm-hmm. the clinical trials. Um, I think there's different ways. They decided in a way, but I think that for the trials... Uh, and to show the impact of the ACT AD, um, you know, that's the one thing is if they were more open to getting feedback from me. Uh, but I, I very quickly moved on. Uh, you know, you yeah. send your kid to college, you're yeah. worried, oh, yeah. but you move on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, a certain what you said, four months of just kind of hanging in limbo must have been excruciating in its own way, just to know like what's next and have a clear path forward, even if it's not exactly the path you'd hoped for necessarily. It's probably 
a huge weight off. It was, it was for sure. And that it took, you know, the, the one thing is like they had all the information that they needed in 2015 and in day one. So like that was the one thing is like, why did it take four months? Yeah. Um, or six years, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Uh, and uh, the, the one thing, it's immaterial. Like, the one thing, it's like, it has no impact on the company, okay? And the, obviously, the programs are still pursuing everything. Uh, yeah, I, I think I had the feeling when you send your kids to college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah. You, you, you can't control anything. You're worried, but... You know, you wish them success and you want them to flourish and grow and, you know, yeah. achieve everything that they want to achieve. How did you keep yourself busy for those four months? What did you do? You must have just been going nuts. Uh, I, t- I was exercising. I, actually, yeah. I, gained, I, gained, I gained all the weight that I lie. I was exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, shout out to my trainer, Travis. He's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Travis will get a good uh, job out of that, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's a cook also, so we had yeah. like that to talk about. Uh, he, and uh, the baby, uh, yeah, I cooked. Was... My husband was like, "Oh, you know how to cook." So I that was like the I cooked. I cleaned the house two hundred times. I don't know. <laughs> I took on gardening. I read a lot. I was reading a lot, and I was available to the company. Like I made myself my priority. I would drop everything including being available after a couple of days from having my baby to answer questions and guide the company. Uh, that was another thing, you know, that was uh, keeping me uh, busy. I got a lot of consulting opportunities, but I didn't take them on. But that was like going on. And I had key advisors that really interacted with me and reassured me that whatever happens, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my husband, like, I I think the best decision I've ever made, it's one of the best decisions is starting M3 Athena with Joe Harding, but the best decision is my husband. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, yeah. um, super supportive. And the kids, you know, tried to be in the moment. Uh, it wasn't easy, but honestly, it's a unique experience. And... I know right now, after uh, how I built Athera and uh, the, the last experience, that I could do anything. Sure. Like, uh, yeah. so. So now you're, you're starting Propel. Um, why move to LA from Seattle after being here for so long? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. And it wasn't like, a, a, an, it was a thoughtful decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would say, Rick from the first meeting when we were in his, he mentioned it. He was mm-hmm. like, would you be open to moving to LA? I said, hey, it's not a decision I could make on my own. Yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, open. At least that's what I could tell you. I'm open. Uh, my husband, he works with a company in the Bay Area mm-hmm. remotely. So for him, like, the lo- location doesn't really Matters matter. Um, and what happened is I started very quickly spending a lot of time in LA mm-hmm. uh, because there's the, the Rick is there his other investment firms are there uh, investors are there uh, and as I started going down there's also a growing uh, biotech scene in LA similar to Seattle it's you know one of the fastest growing uh, yeah. uh, communities yeah. exactly uh, so that was something that was uh, you know then I 
told my husband, you know, by the way, Rick mentioned it a few times. Would you consider moving to LA? His first reaction was like, I don't know, LA is a big ask. Um, yeah. I said, okay, let's spend time. Let's start spending time to LA in LA to see if you, <coughs> if it's something you want to do. He has cousins and he has family there in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would go with the children and like spend time. I'm working there. And then, you know, uh, it became very uh, clear to both of us that for my uh, next adventure, LA makes a lot of sense for mm-hmm. me. The proximity to Rick, the proximity to a lot of investors, to a, a new up and coming market for life sciences, a proximity to San Diego. It's a very easy trip to San Francisco. Uh, there's more uh, flights coming in and out between New York and LA. So there's what's a lot that made mm-hmm. sense. Uh, plus, the <laughs> I love Seattle. Like, it's very dear. I love Washington overall. Uh, but the rain, like, going out with two children with the rain <laughs> is a lot of work. So yeah. I think it's hit my husband. He agreed to move to LA when it took him, like, 10 minutes to get them both of both of them ready and leave the house because it was one layer of clothes <laughs> that's it yeah yeah uh no jackets or... no jackets no layering no wet shoes like uh, it's very easy uh and my daughter was very happy you know i remember she described la as a colorful celebrated happy city mm-hmm. uh and i think that also impacted my husband and then he came back I think after the second visit to LA, he's like, so when are we moving to LA? I'm like, okay, let's start. Uh, So it was, uh, it was a very thoughtful decision, Uh, but we still have our offices here. Shui Hua, the third partner on, who worked with me at Athera for over six years is gonna hold, you know, our uh, offices in Seattle because we're still gonna be looking for entrepreneurs and exciting opportunities in the Washington, area overall because Spokane also has a lot yeah. of uh, exciting uh, things that are sure. happening. Yeah, well, that's actually my next question is how, how involved do you see yourself being um, in, in the Seattle landscape moving forward? Uh, very involved. I mean, I know everyone here, right? And everyone has been very helpful. Uh, I'm involved with the Nucleate uh, uh, group here, which is a a student-led entrepreneurial, life science entrepreneurial uh, organization. Uh, I still didn't confirm, but I'm going to be supporting some classes in UW as well. Uh, We have really close friends, both here and in Pullman, that we, you know, we consider as family. So personal and professional, we we have deep roots here. Yeah. And then my last question, uh, and I don't know how you'll answer it, but I'll just ask anyway, would you ever consider leading a biotech again as a CEO? Uh, also my personality, never say never. Sure. Right. <laughs> so, uh, maybe if it's the right opportunity, if it's the right, you know, exciting thing that I feel deeply committed to for sure. But now I am 100% propelled. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about all the companies that we're supporting today and going to be supporting in the future uh and you know today it's propel 10 years from now you never know mm-hmm. um one of the new missions that i have is supporting uh parents 
with their career development. I want to say like at the beginning, I used to say working mothers uh, or mothers in general or professional women. Uh, I have a daughter and one of the main things for me is I want to create, be part of a, a change to create an environment where women can decide what they want whether they want to be purely parents, they want to be purely professional, or they want to do it all, Mm -hmm. that we can do it all. uh, And we can decide to go, because there's a lot of uh, social pressures and there's a lot of professional, which they are in a very different direction versus men, not all of them. I think men, if you're working and you're a father, the pressure is the same, which is more professional. Well, Lean, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you, guys.